But last couple weeks, Daryl's been talking about relationships. We're going to take a break from Colossians today, and we're going to talk about friendship. Friendship, friendship, friendship. So right now, why don't everybody stand up, find somebody they haven't talked to this morning, shake a hand, hug a neck, and tell them you're glad they're here today. Alright, as, as we make our way back, as we make our, that's a, uh, hey, that's a welcome. That's a welcome. Alright, 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 alright. Hey, hey, I can't get in trouble. I can't get in trouble with the nursery workers and the student workers today, okay? I, I, I love, I love the, just the hubbub and the noise. That's awesome. Awesome, but I will be in trouble. If we go past time today and they start looking for us because one, hey, I don't know, when this is pretty funny though, Daryl is in the back. Okay? So Daryl's in the back, so we can stay in here a long time. But the other the other twelve, the other twelve might not be as happy. Okay? And once again, I was a little bit nervous because usually Daryl will have me speak when he's out. But he was here this week, and so I met him with him this week. I'm like, man, this is gonna be pretty weird. You're gonna be sitting there staring me down and critiquing me just in your face, and he goes, well, maybe I'll go into the cry room. I said, well, maybe anything. And then, uh, but he went, he went, he's in the nursery today. So once again, if, if, if this isn't what, it is, the message doesn't click with you today, hey, please come back. Daryl, uh, the, the regular pastor, will be here, and you can hear him speak. A um, couple, couple announcements. Hey, this is the first Wednesday of the month, so we're going to have family uh, dinner here this week uh, on Wednesday. I believe it's pulled pork and some chicken by our, our chef on staff, Radley. Um, so, uh, yes, yes. Once again, as we talk about relationships, this is where we can come and fellowship together. Okay, we can sit down, eat, eat, and have some good fellowship, talk, learn about one another, because that's what it's about, is trying to figure out what we're doing. Okay, when we talk about relationships, where are you at? Where are you at in your relationships? Something that's come over to, to my mind the past several weeks as I've been preparing for this is um, the men of prayer. So I'm going to call the men out right now. Hey, last, last week, 12 men. Okay? Awesome time of fellowship. Now, I know life comes up. I know it does. But, you know, for us men, we're asking for one hour, hour and a half, maybe two. Okay? Because it just keeps going. Um, but th- that's relationship building. That's relationship building. As, as crazy as it sounds, come to sit around a campfire, you know, and just talk and be transparent. That's relationships. What the women just went to, the women of faith, and their monthly outings that they have, hey, that's fellowship. But once again, we've got to get there, ladies. Okay? Because the devil, the evil, the principalities out there is going to keep telling us, you don't have to go. And we're going to get to more of that in the message. Because, you know, the seven, hour, the seven days a week, 24 hours a day, you know, you come to church... Two hours at the most on Sunday, you know, maybe something here, something there. That's, that's small when we, can, when we think about the time. Because, once again, yesterday, as we talk about friends, I have a lot of friends today because 
Florida stunk yesterday, and we lost, okay? So we were very friendly to our Georgia partners, our Georgia teammates, and let them win so they have a better chance of going to the championship game. We, we, we were very servant leadership of football yesterday. We said, hey, Georgia, we're going to give you something so you can go play in a bigger game, okay? So I have a lot of friends today because we just stunk it up yesterday. Um, but... And it's something else. So, so the life groups that are going on in, in the houses, I've heard some awesome stuff. I know Daryl's visited a couple. I haven't, once again, because I've been a slacker and I haven't gone to visit some of them. But that's doing life together. I, I know in our small group we talked about Sherry, uh, Sherry's mom and dad, their, their, their life group back at home. Sounds like I hear myself. Um, their life group back at home, they went up to West Virginia and spent four days together, a whole, a whole life group. Sunday school, whatever you want to call it, Bible study. They all went for four or five days and stayed in a house together. That's doing life together. That's relationships. Okay? Now, we come here. It's just like the buzz of bees that was just happening right then when everyone was shaking hands. Hey, that's awesome. The, the, trailgate, the tailgate last night, hey, thank you for everybody that came out. I really want to thank Heath for, uh, and, and I apologize, Kelly, for, <laughs> for, for ripping your dish off of your roof twice. So we could show a football game. I really so give Keith a round of give Keith a round of applause. Um, but hey, what a great time! You know, out there, you know, just playing around, everybody having a good time, great time. You know, so if you weren't there, hey, I know you got to wait 365 days or 360, depending on when the holiday, you know, when we have it. But hey, plan to be there next year. So as we get into relationships, I know some people are Facebookers, some people aren't Facebookers. Okay, I know. Okay, but I've had to hide some stories that have come on there because somebody put something that I'm like, that is not worthy of my Facebook page. Whether it was somebody that is a friend of mine or where they can tag it and tag it and tag it and it shows up on your Facebook page. So Facebook, I believe, is an awesome thing, but I also believe it has diminished what we call a friend's. Okay, because I know a lot of us in here, we probably have, I don't know, three, four, five hundred, a thousand friends on Facebook. Are they really friends? No, probably not. You know, but hey, we can unfriend them and they never know. They never know. I didn't have to be confrontational to Doug and say, Doug, what you're doing is really bothering me. I just click and they're gone. That simple. That simple. So as we're talking about relationship and friends, we're going to go into some of that today. And I know at the men's group we talked about, hey, what season of life are you in? What season are you in? And, and I believe, and what I've studied and what I've learned is, hey, we always have to, to kind of redefine our friendships depending on what season we're in. As strange as that sounds, that's what happens. So let's take a, a, a new Christian, someone that just became a Christian. They have to change everything that they've had. Because those people are not the same people that you really need to be hanging around with. And so we have to redefine everything that, that we talk about. Um, think about this. Five friends. Your five, I don't know if you want to call them your closest friends. Five friends that you hang out often with or talk to, text often. So think about those five. The average... You're the average of those five. 
So if you picked, say, one of your worst and one of your best, you're the average of those five. For some, that might be okay. For others, that might be a little bit frightening when we think about who we're spending a lot of our time with. Um, but let's go to the Lord in prayer before I, I, I really get going and uh, just give him thanks. Um, I don't think, Father, Lord, we thank you for today. Lord, Lord, I thank you. I'm, I'm unworthy to be up here. Lord, I thank you for, for Daryl and, 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 and Cornerstone giving me the opportunity to speak today. Lord, I pray that everything that comes out of my mouth is of you and not of, of Jeff Grant. Lord, I pray that the words of my, my mouth and the meditations of my heart are ever so pleasing to you. Lord, I, I pray this message on friends, Lord, that none of our body here, none of our guests, none of our... Anybody here thinks that it's Jeff speaking right at them. Lord, that it, it's, it's your words. Lord, you're tugging at their heart if that's what it is. Lord, uh, Lord, I just pray that you would work mighty in this, in this building, but Lord, bigger in this body. Lord, I just pray that you would, you would bless us today. Lord, that you would fill this room. And Lord, you would just love on us and you would challenge us as, as we hear this today and as we go out for the next seven days before we really gather back. And, and Lord, that you would challenge us in our quiet time. And Lord, that we would be excellent, excellent, examples for our children and for the people that we come into to place with. Lord, thank you for loving us. Thank you for what you've done, what you're doing, and what you're going to do in our lives. Lord, we love you and we praise you. And all God's people said, Amen. So, show me your friends and I'll show you your future. I looked that up online. There's like a million different where people have talked about that. Show me your friends and I'll show you your future. I know before, I don't mean to put Ricky on the spot, but Ricky gave his testimony a while back, and uh, he talked about, hey, he got in some trouble. And, and I, I got in some trouble as well when I, was, when I was younger. I know a lot of y'all can't, Vic, you can't imagine that, that I got into trouble when I was younger. Um, <laughs> right now, we're, we're going to read Proverbs 13.20 right now. Proverbs 13.20. Um, oh, and, and I, had, I had a special occasion last week, and I think... Like on that special occasion, my eyes changed. So I, I, I really, I, I apologize if I can't find the scripture right away. I don't know what happened. Like on that day, my eyes just changed. So Proverbs thirteen twenty. Hush. Proverbs thirteen twenty. Proverbs thirteen twenty. Um, let me find it. See, I, I'm, I've lost. He who. All right, yeah. But I was trying to read out of the Bible. He who walks with the wise grows wise, okay? He who walks with the wise grows wise, but a companion of fool, fools suffers harm. He who walks with the wise grows wise, but a companion of fools suffers harms. Now, think back, or maybe even today, which I, I pray it's not today, is that usually when we got into trouble, were you by yourself? Usually not. Usually you had somebody egging you on, Go do it, go do it. Or you were that person encouraging somebody to do something else. For me, this is a true story. I had a buddy who had a Volkswagen. We wanted to go to the beach. But his dad said he couldn't go to the beach because the mufflers were gone and it was loud. So he says, y'all can't go to the beach unless you have mufflers on the car. We didn't have any money. So what did we do? Um, we went looking for a Volkswagen 
that had mufflers. Was it the right thing to do? No. Okay. Not the right thing to do, but hey, we thought we wanted to go to the beach very bad, so we would just take someone else's mufflers. Pray, thank you, Lord, that Vic wasn't around to apprehend me at that time. Um, but when you, when you think about those things, he who walks with the wise grows wise, but a companion of fools suffers harm. And I know us as parents that have children, what do we try to do to our children? We try to pick some of their friends for them, don't we? Why? Because we've been there. We want to help encourage them. And they don't want it, but we try to help encourage them because we think we know better. So he who walks with the wise grows wise, but a companion of fools suffers harm. Uh, in Proverbs 12.26, Proverbs 12.26, A righteous man is cautious in friendship, but the way of the wicked leads them astray. The righteous choose their friends, or the righteous man is cautious in friendship, but the, ma- but the way of the wicked leads them astray. Once again, friends are all over the place. Acquaintances are all over the place. We deepen those relationships by choice. We have acquaintances, we have friends all over the place. Look at Facebook. But we deepen those by choice. So the choices we're making, are they Christ-like, non-Christ-like? A righteous man, woman, is cautious in friendship, but the way of the wicked leads them astray. It's easy to go astray. Back in my days, I partake in a few adult beverages. I thought I enjoyed it. I didn't. I wouldn't drink it while I was by myself. I had other people that, hey, this looks pretty fun. And so we do not so smart things and drink away. Those are the things that we can't do. So once again, show me your friends and I'll show you your future. Think about those five that we just talked about or or thought about. You're in the middle somewhere. Um, Is it impossible to live the right life when you have the wrong friends? Is it possible to live the right life when you have the wrong friends? So it goes right back to the top. Show me your friends, I'll show you your future. Is it possible to live the right life when you have the wrong friends? I know Sherry posted this verse yesterday, 1 Corinthians 15.33. 1 Corinthians 15.33. Do not be misled. Bad company corrupts good character. I know all of us have heard. I mean, we're right a little bit down from Ella J and all that. You know, hey, a rotten apple spoils the bunch. I'm sure all of us have bought some cuties. You can't see them all. You buy the cuties, you get the box, you pull the top layer off, and there's one in there that's rotten. And what's happened to the four that are touching it? They're rotten. Don't be misled. Once again, what we talked about before, the biggest, the biggest lie that we're living, and this is, this, is the, this is the principalities here, saying, oh, don't worry about it. Don't worry about who you hang out with. You're strong enough. It doesn't pertain to you. That's, that's nonsense. You're bigger than that. Let them do what they want to do. You're smarter than them. You're not going to be sucked in. 
When, when I think about, when we're talking about friendships and, and some of that, hey, Eric, thank you for putting these out there. Hey, a, a, little, a, a little evangelism tool. Um, but I, I think the first one, Andy, this is for you. Number one, 99% of lawyers give the rest a bad name. Okay? Alright? Same thing. Just because he's a lawyer doesn't make, you know, not saying that, that but that's, what, that's the perception out there. Once again, don't be misled. Bad company corrupts good character. And now this is where it gets a little bit tough. When, when we talk about Christianity and us going out to the world. Because what? Jesus was friends of who? Sinners. Right? So now we're saying, hey, bad company corrupts good character. But I'm telling you, hey, go out there and witness to the, to the lost. I'm a little bit confused, Jeff. You're right. You should be confused. I'm confused. But it talks about when, when we're talking about marriage and some other things, do not be unequally yoked. Why is that? You got to not like-minded. We got to be alike. Bad company corrupts good character. But once again, we want to be the light of the world. We need to be that lighthouse. We need to be that beacon. Cornerstone needs to be shining bright. But Jeff, you just told me bad company corrupts good character. It all depends on how you go about it. And with this, when we look at it, it says go into the world. Go into the world and share the gospel. So think about it in, like this. Um, I don't have a green thumb. I kill a lot of stuff. Okay? But usually trees you really can't kill. Trees is pretty hard to kill. So if you think about a tree and it gets plenty of water, the roots go what? Roots go, the roots go deep. And if the roots are deep, it can withstand a lot of stuff. Right? So in our Christian walk, as we talk about relationships, as we talk about friends, show me your friends and I'll show you the, your future. So if we build around us, if we build the core around us, three, four, five, six, not a whole lot, but the core of people that we build around us, that we fellowship often with, if they are strong in their faith, in turn, what are they going to do to you? They're going to challenge you. They're going to hold you accountable. They're going to strengthen you. And with that, your roots are going to go deep. And, and do it in another sense, when we came to Georgia and I saw them building our house, it's all a bunch of matchsticks. Okay? We're from Florida. Hey, a lot of hurricanes come through Florida. Okay? So when I had a house, when we had houses, they were brick block. So I really wasn't worried about the hurricane coming. And then when I came here, I'm like, you want to live in that? And, and, you know, you sleep at night and you hear the water dripping down the downspout. You're like, that's real safe. I can hear everything that's going on outside. Okay, I'm digressing. Same concept. If the, inner, the people around you are, 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 are holding you accountable, it's going to allow your roots to go deep. If your roots go deep and you go out into the world, your reach is wide. Your reach, reach is broad. Okay. But once again, if we're hanging around people that aren't going to challenge us, that are going to do some, allow us to do some things, then your roots are going to be shallow. And when those winds come, you're going to fall over. Or you're going to be corrupted. 
or whatever terminology we want to do, you're going to slide back. You're going to fade. You're going to allow people to influence you. Um, because when we're out, we've got to be careful. When we're going out there to witness, we've got to make sure God is with us. That we're in His will. That we're, our roots are deep. So when we do go out into the world to witness, to be that light, we're strong enough to withstand those instances where we're putting ourselves, because you're right, we want to be in the world, but not of the world. That's a tough one. We want to be in the world, but we don't want to be of the world. So once again, this is, this is very, you know, hey Jeff, don't be misled, bad company corrupts good character. You're right, it does. But we still are obligated to go out, witness, let our lives be an example, have a close nucleus. And if you look at Jesus... He picked 12 disciples, right? He didn't pick, I don't know, the Georgia game, probably I said 85,000 people, I think it was, or something like that. He didn't pick that many. He picked 12. And he kept three real close to him. Three of them were real close. And then, once again, everybody wanted Jesus. They brought everybody from all over. They walked miles, days to, to see him. Sometimes he would sit there and say, hey, look, it's time for me to go off and pray and be by myself. Once again, Jesus loved everyone. He loves everyone. But he, doesn't treat, he didn't treat them all equally, if that makes sense. He had 12. He treated three differently than he treated the other nine. Why is that? He wanted that nucleus. He wanted that core. He wanted it tight. So when you look at your relationships, do you have that? Men and women, do you have that? Do you have that accountability partner? Do you have that prayer warrior partner? Do we have some of those systems in place that are going to protect us? Because once again, do not be misled. Bad company corrupts good character. And we're not strong enough on our own. We're not. We're not. We are not strong enough on our own. If you think you are, you're going to fall. We have to rely on the Spirit. We have to rely on Him to get us where we need to go. Um, so once again, it doesn't, <clears throat> it doesn't have to be the, your friend is a murderer. That's going to, you know, that's gonna, it's impossible to live a, life, a right life when you have the wrong friends. It doesn't have to be a, an axe murderer that's your friend. It doesn't have to be, I don't know, the world's largest embezzler. It doesn't have to be that. It could be those negative friends. They just put the negative thoughts in your head. You already went to church once this week, once this month. Isn't that enough? It doesn't have to be big stuff. The people in your life, it doesn't have to be, you know, or the, the critical people that are always just, nye, 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 nye. hey, there's a brighter side. There's a brighter side. Um, and, and, and for us, we have three girls and, 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 a, and a granddaughter. The dress. How you can be influenced by what you wear. Yes, I have pink pants, Vic. Okay? Yes, Vic, I have pink pants. Not on today, but I have them. Okay? It's okay. I'm covered. It doesn't have to be something that they're just horrible people. It's those little tendencies 
that can really affect your walk. So show me your friends, I'll show you your future. So as we talk about that, let's talk about a couple things that we're not going to allow our friends. We're not going to let. Oh, I'm sorry, I got ahead of myself. Do we have Proverbs 22, 24 through 25 up there? Okay. Proverbs 22, 24. Do not make friends. This goes right back to what we were just talking about. Do not make friends with a hot-tempered man or woman. Do not associate with one easily angered. 25, we've got 25 up. Or you may learn his ways and get yourself ensnarled. Ensnared. Thank you. I was wanting ensnarled. I wanted like tangled up. I don't think that's a word. I apologize. I didn't do well in English. Um, so think about this. Don't associate with those that are easily angered. Why would, we, why would we do that? Do not make friends with a hot-tempered man. Do not associate with one easily angered. Or you may learn his ways and get yourself ensnared. And, and one of that. I told you the eyes are messed up today. So with that, we go into the next step. A couple things that we shouldn't allow our friends to do. A couple of things we shouldn't allow our friends to do. Keep us from God's plan. That's a simple one. We shouldn't allow them to keep us from God's plan. Um, show me your friends. I'll show you your future. So with that, a couple things. Distract or keep me from God's plan. If we'll look at Matthew 16.23... Now, granted, Peter had good intentions in this scripture, okay? Peter thought he knew, once again, he thought he was bigger than Jesus. He thought he knew what was happening. Jesus turned and said to Peter, get behind me, Satan. You are a stumbling block to me. You do not have in mind the things of God, but the things of men. Peter had the right intentions. Hey, if you're going to be the one, you have to be here. That was his thoughts. If you're going to be the one, you have to be here. But Jesus said, Jesus turned and said this to Peter, Get behind me, Satan. You are a stumbling block to me. Who is your stumbling block today? Do you have one? Maybe not. I pray not. Do you have those in your, in your circle of friends, in your circle of influence? Um, yesterday, a great sports day. Sports, nothing's wrong with sports until we put them above God. It was a great day yesterday, okay? I love some college football. I watched a little bit of the game. I didn't watch a lot of it. Now I'm thankful I didn't. But when we look at it, is, is sporting, is football, our friends that love football as much as we do, are they a stumbling block for us? Are they keeping us from God's plan? That's a tough one. I'll admit, I used to play softball. Old man, slow pitch, softball. I love it. Competitive nature, I loved it. Probably wasn't the best character out there sometimes because the ump, Bob, wouldn't call a strike. I knew it was a strike. It was in that range. How can you tell me it wasn't a strike? It's probably not my best days. Okay? But the team always liked to go and have beer and wings 
after the game. For me, me personally, that wasn't the place Jeff needed to be. So I would always defer. I got the best thing at home. I have to go home. One, because I don't need to be where alcohol is. And two, some of the talk is not pleasing to my wife or pleasing to, pleasing to me. So those are choices that I had to make. All of us have to make those choices. Those are tough choices. Um, When we think about that, we can't allow our friends to distract us. And I guess it goes back to church. It goes, you know, you don't need to go to church today. Let's go shopping. Is that the best for us? Probably not. And I just said shopping. It could be anything, okay, ladies? It could be anything. Men as well, Corey. Um, I apologize. <laughs> um... The second thing, continually or to, to tempt us, me, to sin. We have to, keep, we have to keep our friends from tempting us or placing us in a position to sin. Okay? These verses aren't up there. Um, the first one, 1 Corinthians 10.13. 1 Corinthians 10.13. Um, 1 Corinthians 10.13 No temptation has seized you except for what is common to man. And God is faithful. He will not let you be tempted beyond what you can bear. But when you are tempted, He will also provide you a what? A way out. That's a big one. We can't allow our friends to keep tempting us or allow us to be tempted with sin because it tells us right here, but when you are tempted, He also provides a way out so that you can stand up under it. I'm not saying it's not going to be there. But if we're in the Word, if we have the right circle, the right core, the Lord is going to provide us with a way out. Now granted, it might not be the most graceful way out, but it's there. You might look like, hey, you don't want to hang out with the people. You're right. It's not the best thing for Jeff Grant. Those are the tough decisions. It's not easy. It's not. Those are the tough decisions. Um, one more in, in Genesis 39.12. Um, this is talking about Joseph after he was sold. And uh, 39.12, when, when he was sold off and then he was working in the castle and, and doing all the stuff, the wife took, took favor in him. 39.12 She caught him by his cloak and said, Come to bed with me. But he left his cloak in her hand and what did he do? Ran out the house. Sometimes you got to run. You just got to run. You know, granted... We are, we are to love sinners and we are to witness to them. And, you know, but that's the way you don't go back and say, okay, let me sit down. Let me talk you through this. No. Bad situation. He just ran and kept running. Sometimes we have to do that. You have to run as far as you can. 180 degrees. Just get out of Dodge. That's the best thing for you at that time. And then once again, you know, it's, 
it's sad to say, as, as human beings, as flesh, as men and women, we like to gossip. We do. And that is something that's sinful. We have to be able to walk away from that water cooler and go, you know what? If it's, a, if it's a, an off joke, we've got to dismiss ourselves. Those are the tough things in the workplace. Is it, to sit there and be that outcast, if you want to call it that. Because, but we've got to keep ourselves. We've got to protect ourselves. We have to know what is right and what's wrong for us. We have to, because once again, show me your friends, and I'll show you your future. We could think that it's not affecting us, but what does your, what does your walk, or what's the perception of you if you stay there and just hear all that? You're okay with it. Now granted, you might not be, but the outward perception is, is that you are. Is that you accept that. Okay? That's a tough one. Because we all want to be liked. We all want to be a part of something. But some things we have to dismiss ourselves from. We have to. We have no other choice. Um, I know, you know, for, for women it, it might be, you know, hey, you know, my husband is, is lazy or doesn't do this or doesn't do that when she's in a, in a group of others. That's awful. And same thing for men, whether we say it or whether we're at the ball game or we're out somewhere and you, and you gawk at a woman, that's horrible. We can't be part of that. As Christ-like, we can't have those core people a part of us. Or the sin will just continue to grow. That's a tough one. Um, so, two things, we, we can't let them keep us from God's plan. And we can't allow them to tempt, help, encourage sin. We can't. But on the flip side, as we go back to, you know, it's impossible to live the right life when you have the wrong friends. One thing we can't stop doing is loving like Jesus. So, this is where it gets muddy. Because we have to remove ourselves from those situations. We have to keep ourselves out. But we can't do it by ourselves. If we do it by ourselves, we're going to become cold, and then we're just going to put them over there to the side. And you know, then we'll be, be a, a Bible thumper or whatever you want to call it, where we're just so harsh, so cold, that they can't even relate to us. That's the bad thing. We have to keep loving like Jesus loved. Jesus didn't unfriend the sinners. He went to them. Are we, are you, going out to the sinners? We're all sinners. Every day. And I pray that everyone in this room right here has found Him as their Lord and Savior. So we have that. He's covered us. Um... But we've got to keep loving the, everyone with the unconditional love of Christ. That's the tough part. That's the hard part. How do we do it? How do we keep it? So if you look in, in John 13, 34 through 35, John 13, 34. We all know this one. A new command I give you. Love one another as I have loved you. 
So you must love one another. And 35 says, by, all the, by this, all men will know that you are my disciples if you love one another. Once again, that's simple, right? No? Oh, it just looked real simple in those two verses. Just love each other. Uh, it's not so easy, is it? So, as we, as, we, as we start to wind down, think about your relationships. Do you have that core group that's going to help you grow? If not, why? If not, how do you get them? So you can grow deeper, to grow stronger, to grow wider. What situations might you have to redefine your friendships that you have today? That's a tough one. Because it's not easy. We don't want to look like the bad guy or the bad lady. We don't. But for your walk, for your growth, for your example to others, we might have to do that. When we look back, I don't know, I went to my 10-year reunion. I didn't go to my 20. Man, I'm telling my old. I, I wouldn't have anything in common. I don't believe with, with 98% of the people I went to school with. My family tells me that today. That they don't have anything in common with me because I love the Lord with all my heart. My family still doesn't understand it. They have no clue what we're doing. To me, that hurts. But the Bible tells me you are to be different than the world. So as we redefine our friendships, as we look at them today over lunch, as we look at them this week, we have to make some judgment calls about what we're doing. Does that make you uneasy? Yeah? That's okay. Because if we just keep playing... It's doing harm. If we just keep playing, pretending, that's the harm. So as you go out today, show me your friends and I'll show you your future. Is it possible to live the right life when you have the wrong friends? We can't allow, we have to keep or we can't allow them to, or to keep us from God's plan. And we can't allow the sin to keep coming in. Via our friendships. Via our relationships. Via the water cooler. Via Facebook. There's so many different things. And we have to love the people with unconditional love. Everyone's not going to make you happy every day. They're not. Your work's not. Your parents aren't. Your children aren't. The cashier at Publix probably isn't. You know, we have to love on everyone. That's what we're called to do.
Love on everyone. So that's my challenge to, to y'all this week as you go out. Is one, come to Wednesday night fellowship. Wednesday night dinner. First one of the month. Talk to some people you don't know. Build some friendships. Build that core. If you don't have the core, you're in danger. I'll be honest. If you don't have the core, you're in danger. Because, as Daryl talked about it, Christianity isn't a solo sport. It's not Team I. We have to have those relationships. We have to be able to count on somebody. Especially men, you've got to be able to phone a friend. All hours of the night, you've got to be able to phone a friend. Because life happens. We have to have someone that we can, we can trust in that has our best interest and we, we need to know that they're embedded, they're ingrained, they're living a Christ-like life that we can rely on them. Because people are going to tell you what you want to hear. If you go to outside sources, those other 489.2 friends you have, they're going to tell you what you want to hear. That's probably not what you need to hear, but they're going to tell you what you want to hear. So that's the scary thing. So as you go out, show me your friends, I'll show you their future. Think about those five that you thought about. You're in the middle somewhere. You're in the middle somewhere. So as we close, I do want to talk about something for men as Ricky gets ready to come up. This is a conference called Solely Business. Um, it, it's a men's retreat. It's uh, really challenge you. It's in February 7th through 9th. Um, awesome, awesome time. I haven't been, but we have had several of our, of our men go. Um, a great time of fellowship, a great time of challenging you. And that's where you can build some of those core relationships that you need to have. Um, to, to help you grow to be the, the man, in this, in this instance, the man you need to be. Okay? So once again, thank you for, for, for listening to me. I, I pray that the message uh, touched, a, touched something in you. I pray that you don't think Jeff was speaking directly at you because it wasn't me. Um, it was the Holy Spirit. It was the Lord that just allowed me to be this vessel. Um, so as we, as we go into the song, if you, you know, I pray today, if you don't know the Lord and Savior as, as, as your God, as, as, if you're not living, breathing Him, that today would be the day that you would ask those questions um, of me, of an elder, of Daryl in the back, that uh, life's short. Life is real short. And, and we don't have time to waste. Um, so let's, let's close this in prayer. We'll hear this, this song. Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you for today, Lord. Lord, we thank you for the beautiful weather you blessed us with outside. Lord, we thank you for fellowship in here. Lord, you're our ultimate friend. You are the, the never-changing friend. Lord, you are the, the, the father of all fathers. Lord, we're looking for a little bit, little bit of that here on earth, this tent that we're in, Lord, to help sustain us, to help grow us. Lord, to help us reach where you want us to reach. Lord, there's many verses in the Bible. That's, that's the truth. that tells us, hey, if we, if, if we walk with the wise, we'll become a little bit wiser. But if we walk with some people that aren't so wise, we could become like them. Lord, for Cornerstone, Lord, I pray that you would 
seal this message in their heart today. Lord, that they would look at themselves in a different way. They would look at their friendships, their relationships in a different way. Lord, let us be those examples for our spouses, for our children, for our neighbors, for the people we meet for the one and only time. Lord, let there be something different about us today. Lord, I I thank you for allowing me to be a vessel for you today. Lord, bless. Bless us. Encourage us to not be common, but be uncommon. And step outside of our comfort zone. Lord, thank you for being my father. Lord, thank you for the friends that you've placed in my life. The mentors you've placed in my life. Lord, be with us as we listen to this last song. Lord, bless them for their willingness to play for you. With the gifts you've given them. Lord, we love you and we praise you. Amen.